Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Feedbacks and Insights, Sheer number 61. One of the greatest gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us as human beings, and especially in marriage between a husband and wife, is the gift of intimacy. Physical intimacy, spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy between a husband and wife, which is a feeling and a connection that has no parallel in any other aspect in, in life. And it is a Pesach, it is an avenue, it is an opening towards connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in extremely deep ways, as the Baal Shem Tev compares a lot based on the Zoyar, Tzvila, especially Shmaina Esrei, with Zivig. And this love, this intimacy, is a tremendous bracha. And the truth is, is every married couple could achieve it. Even non-Jews, in many ways, if they use their tzalem properly, recognizing that they too have an image of God within them and they live by it as a husband and a wife, they could attain a tremendous high level as well and tremendous joy of this intimacy. But certainly, Nishmas Yisrael, we have that ability, we have that koyach. And if it's worked on, and if that's a goal, it becomes one of the biggest brachas in life. And um, there are a lot of closeness in life, a good friend, a childhood friend, a Rebbe, a Talmud, a Talmud, a Rebbe, a sibling, parents, sometimes co-workers, chavrusas, all beautiful, beautiful relationships that connect one to another. And they all have a certain level of a closeness, of an intimacy, of what we call nafshe kishure benafshei, a soul connecting to another soul. But nothing rivals the closeness that can be experienced and that everyone can reach that takes place between a husband and a wife. And marriage is designed like that. The v'hayu l'basar echad is merumas in that. That that is the most intimate part of all human relationships, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And it's a beautiful thing, and we need it. We need it. It's a basic human need. Now, people are going to say it's technically not, because we, as we know, you can't live without food, you can't live without drink, but you could live without having physical intimacy. So it's not a basic need like ear or like food or like drink. But for the component to believe how God created us in our DNA and who we're supposed to be based on our soul given to us and our body, it is definitely a key emotional need and also a physical need. There is no denying that. And it's beautiful and we need it. And if we can reach that point of vulnerability and trust that your wife or your husband can become truly your best friend with whom you can share your emotions with, to share your heart with, a safe companion,
to you, a loyal companion to you, someone who gets you, someone who understands who you are. And again, we can't ever know another person fully, but to the best of our ability. Someone who knows and you share deep things with deep emotions, deep secrets in a healthy way. And despite even the flaws that you may see and not like, and the clashes that happen in every single marriage. But nevertheless, with that, there is a certain acceptance and knowing I love you the way you are, despite or even because of those flaws of who you are. And it's about being known as much as possible. It's being loved as much as possible. And it's very sad that many marriages lack that intimacy that God desires between a husband and wife. And people sometimes blame it on personality differences or other issues. But the Vahayulabasa Echad, the connection of a Davak Be'ishta, a real Dvekus, that is a bracha that, that is attainable. You have to remove, just like when it comes to Torah and Tfilah, we have to move, remove those mesachim, those barriers that it should not prevent you from davening properly and learning and connecting to Hashem. Like it says, Ki where Avera sins is like a wall that separates you and Hashem. Then there are things in our behaviors also that separate us between our, ourselves and our wives or ourselves and our husbands. And when we remove that barrier, just like Lahavdal with your connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when you remove the uh, after Yom Kippur or asking Mechil every night and doing your tshuva, where you remove that barrier, and now you're close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the same applies Lahavdal with your husband and wife, which is the mushal for real between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael, where when you remove those deterrents, those bad behaviors, or those bad midos, or those things that separate the two of you by working on yourself, then there is a beautiful connection there. And it is, because of its preciousness, there's a lot of danger there. It's like a delicate glass that could break. So you have to treasure it. Because when someone knows the other one intimately, the way it works is when you have an intimate, deep connection, you can either love them to the utmost depths that you can't even imagine, but unfortunately, if you're not careful with that knowledge and with that emotion, you could wound the other person terribly and deeply hurt them. Because basically, you, you, there, any husband and any wife in any intimate situation of sharing their emotions or sharing their bodies in these, in these deep emotional experiences and deep physical experiences of the sexual connection, it is a place where you're very, very, very vulnerable. And if you don't use it right, if you don't guard that right, if you don't respect that right, you could deeply hurt the other person. So the same very place where it should be the most safe place, beautiful place, is a place where there's a lot of danger and you have to be careful not to hurt the other one with it. And that's when intimacy does thrive when you learn to develop that true trust, I'm loyal to you no matter what. And I'm going to share my life with you no matter what. And you could tell me things, and I will never use it to hurt you, and never use it as a tool or as a weapon 
to hurt you in any way, shape, or form, and you are safe with me. Very often it's very hard to people to be as vulnerable as that and to have that trust or to be worthy of, of, of being trustworthy that way. But if you learn, both of you, to develop that trust and that friendship, deep friendship, then the intimacy does open up and you will get to a point where that you would never imagine experiencing such a thing ever. And now you could experience it. How much do you two really talk? How much do you trust each other? What could you tell your husband and wife to make them feel safe, less scared? What are the things that you could wound the other person with, but you know you would never do that, and you remain guarded, and you remain careful to never use any type of knowledge of any weakness that your spouse may exhibit that you see or that she or he shared with you, and you never use it to hurt them. You only use it to be loyal to them and to protect them, and you tell them, you're safe with me. Even with your flaws, you're safe with me. Even if you, you feel vulnerable and you feel um, struggling with certain things, you're safe with me. And if home, and if the bedroom in particular, is not a place of emotional safety, then either you will tend to withdraw, and many will tend to seek that um, connection elsewhere. However, if you do treat that your home and especially your bedroom as a place of emotional safety then that is the most beautiful place that you can be and no other person outside can ever replace such a connection and that is why you have to be careful that even when there's bumps in the road and uh, there's work distractions and other distractions you need to shield it and protect that intimacy even if things aren't particularly going great right now, the potential is always there. Like we said, always we need a realistic approach to marriage and there will be bumps in the roads. It won't be all the time where you're both feeling unbelievably like one and beautiful with one another. There'll be days where there are bad moods and good moods and better times and worse times like anything else in life. But if you protect yourself from outside temptations, or outside unhealthy connections, then there is always hope and there's always room that when you turn towards each other, that you will have more frequently and more frequently as time goes by and as you work hard on it and as you're committed to each other to enjoy both the physical and emotional intimacy more and more and more. And again, it makes no difference how old you are, whether there's sexual dysfunction there or not. All of these things you get past and it can become an extremely joyous connection and experience. And the opposite of that is when you walk on eggshells with each other in your very home or in the very bedroom that you are, the place where you need to be most comfortable with one another. But if you don't um, you know, invest that time and energy or you look elsewhere, or you don't work on separate and removing those barriers between the two of you, that's where it could become a very lonely place. That place that's meant to be the most beautiful place in the world. And in reality, that is really going back to the 
Mokim of Gan Eden, where they were Arumim, they didn't have clothes, and they were Loyis by Shoshu, they were not ashamed. And the Mepharshim talk about that a lot. Because that was a time of innocence, of openness, without any hate connected to it, without any embarrassment out, uh, 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 at all, but in a good way, in a Kaddishtika way. Which these days, of course, with the Yetzirah, it's very hard to attain. But in the privacy of the bedroom, between a husband and a wife, they could reach that point when they're with each other alone, without clothing, and they're connecting that they're taka shashu. They're one with one another physically and emotionally. A mayain, a mashu, a mayain of what it was like in Gan Eden before the chet etzadas. And it's a very, very delicate place. And we all have baggage. We all have emotional baggage with us of different midas we have to work on, or fears, or problems or being feeling misunderstood, feeling unloved. All these things are opposite of intimacy. And it's very hard um, to get to that point when we are wrapped up with our own issues or looking at your spouse's issues as something negative. And there are ways that despite those flaws and despite that baggage, you say to yourself, I'm embracing you, I'm protecting you, I'm committed to you. We could work on this together. And I'm not judging you. I'm being compassionate. I'm being healing. Not by lecturing, not by criticizing, but by listening with love, gently speaking back, and talking to each other. And even things like we talked about, where sometimes you have to tell the other person what's bothering you about their behavior. That is not a contradiction to real true intimacy. When you both feel safe enough, you could receive it from one another. And that adds to the intimacy. It adds to the love. It creates more close bonding. That even when it's something that is hard to say, and you say it, but you say it only because you love the other person, that you said this and it hurt my feelings, and, and this is how I felt, but you're doing it in a way that you're not judging the other person. You're not trying to hurt them. You're not trying to not out of anger, but you're just trying to express how we could get to a place that's a better place than we are now, then it is the most precious thing in the world. And it requires sensitivity. It requires a gentle touch. And you have that ability. You have so much power, both a husband and a wife. They have no idea how much power they have, which is actually scary because they could use it in a way that they, you could reject your husband, reject your wife, or you could do the opposite, and you welcome them in with the warts, with their flaws, and you welcome them in. A are miklat, a true are miklat, a place, an oasis, an oasis in a desert. And that is the way it is. And that is the way it could be. Again, in a realistic way. Nothing that I'm saying here, despite the fact that it seems, if people hear this now, that it's very far-fetched, or that it's not realistic. I mean, come on, get real. This is real life we're talking about. 
My wife has a lot of issues. My husband has a lot of issues. We have this problem, that problem, the other problem. We're overwhelmed, we're tired, we're stressed. None of anything I'm saying here, despite the fact that it may sound like it's some like concept fly in the sky that you can never reach or some Hollywood movie or some nonsense like that, that is not true. That is not true. It's realistic. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us it's doable. When it says, V'davak be'ishtoi, v'hayu echad, ikedem, these are true brachis that could happen and will happen, but you have to work at it, be realistic about it, realize you won't always have those unbelievable warm hergation, but you rebuilt and built that trust slowly and be compassionate and listen and love more deeply and accept the other one more deeply and you get to that point. And it is, is realistic and it is doable. It's, it's where the effort is to be. And when you place your effort there, it can be accomplished. There's a lot of oitzreis there. In that commitment of connecting with one another, and it is scary, like we said. It, is, it puts you in a vulnerable position. But it is doable, and everyone can reach that point. So the lesson of this particular feedback is to work on building the emotional intimacy with your husband, with your wife. It's very important if they share with you secrets about themselves that are um, embarrassing for them or was hard for them to say and makes them feel very vulnerable, that you're loyal to it, you guard it, you cherish it, you don't judge them, and you daven for them, and you talk to them, and you listen with acceptance, with opening up, and you make them feel safe. That is part of love, by the way. Part of love is making you feel safe. And stereotypically, I know that most people in the secular world or in general think that it's usually a one-way street with this, that the husband, because they're technically more uh, the breadwinner or the more aggressive one, and they're the ones that's supposed to make their feel their wife to make their feel their wives feel safe and secure and protected, and that is all very very true, very very true. But what the wives need to know, even though it seems the opposite of the stereotype, that they have in their ability in very many many ways, the husbands a lot of them men in general or could put up a tough front. And that aggressive front, that I can handle things and I'm on charge and I'm, I could do things and I don't need to, but they are just as vulnerable and sometimes even more so. And they also need tending to. And the wife has that ability to be delicate with them and kind with them so that they feel safe in their vulnerabilities. This is something that a husband stereotypically will not admit to. They're embarrassed by it more than a woman. For some reason, in general, I'm talking again, generally, I'm only speaking in general terms, stereotypical, which is true, that for the most part, it is easier for a wife to show her vulnerabilities if she feels safe uh, than a husband would be inclined to do with his wife to share things that are make her him vulnerable. But that's what a wife can do. She can also be a trustworthy friend for her husband that he would be willing to open up to her and feel safe with her. 
as he expresses things to her. And that is one of the greatest matanais that she can give him, and vice versa. So this is sort of the underlying, a little bit touched on a mashu. It's a lot deeper than this. But it's just a mashu sheva mashu, a small iota, a small um, angle of explaining a little bit of what intimacy is, that is beyond the physical, although it is physical too. And again, the safest place needs to be home. When you go home with all the bumps in the road and the realistic challenges that we all have, the home needs to feel as a safe place, that a husband needs to do the best he can to make the home a safe place for his wife and the wife a safe place for her husband, an Ari Miklat, an oasis in the desert. The eye in the hurricane, but that eye that's everlasting with the sunshine, with the calmness, no matter what's going on around them. And the bedroom, especially, needs to be that type of place, a place that feels safe, a place that there could be a vulnerability expressed without having to worry about it. And that creates the, one of the most greatest gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to us and gives to us. And it is a vehicle and a means to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. There's no question about it. There is no question about it. That if a husband and wife work hard on it and daven HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it and work on their midas and remove those unhealthy separations and become intimate with one another, physically and spiritually, but physically too. It gets you closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's where the Shechina, the third partner, which is really the first partner, of course, comes down and is with them. May we all be zeichet to that, Be'ez Hashem, Be'karev. Have a wonderful day.